0: So I was cooking uh, turkey the other day, ground turkey, and I was making dinner for for the kids. Uh, Jessica was at work, and it kind of smelled kind of funky. I I still cooked it, and uh, I, I ate it. You went for it. I really I, I really wish I hadn't. It, my gut was churning. Like, like, Jessica came, I fed it to the boys, so me and the boys ate it, because I'm willing to risk our lives, but I didn't give it to my daughter, because, you know, she's precious. <laughs>
1: she's precious to you, I got yeah. you.
0: <laughs> she's number one in my heart. So Jessica came home, and she was like, what the hell is that smell? And I said, I think the turkey, I think, <laughs> I think Tom has gone south for the oh, winter. No. So, yeah, I, I have an alternative history right now, and I wish I wouldn't have ate that turkey, and... I probably would feel a lot better right now.
1: And so, this is Alternative History Podcast, and needless to say, with Thanksgiving coming up, this week's topic is going to be on turkeys. Turkeys,
0: hopefully well cooked. Not, I don't know. See, I don't Maybe. think it was. I don't think it was expired. It was just. I think it, it just kind of. Jessica was like. She tried to insinuate that I cooked it wrong, but I don't know how you... I mean, I was frying it on a pan, so I don't know, whatever. I probably did do something wrong to it, but uh, anyhow, it was disgusting. But that's not to say all turkey is disgusting. No, nope, not at all. So, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this, happy Thanksgiving.
1: And again, welcome to the Alternative History Podcast, where we provide you a topic. We then uh, discuss if that topic deserves a different perception, merits a different history, or and a different result. If
0: you listen, as you know, I'm Brian. And this yeah, is Rodrigo. We're... Uh, we talk about a topic, yeah. We figure out whether or not it uh, deserves a different result or perception. And turkeys, we're going to be talking about whether or not you should eat turkey on Thanksgiving.
1: Last week we spoke about the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. Check um, us out. You can always find those episodes, like last week's or episodes from, the from that we've done in the past, at our website.
0: Yeah, alternativehistorypodcast.com. Visit. Please
1: check us out. We really appreciate
0: it. Yep. So, Turkeys.
1: That's good. What do, you, what do you got on turkeys?
0: So, the so like, I got a lot of information about wild tur- Domestic turkeys, there's not really too much to know other than they're really big. They don't and fly. They don't fly, and they're delicious. Yeah. Um, so, wild male turkeys typically can weigh between 11 to 24 pounds, female, from about 5 to 12 pounds, and they can run up to speeds of 25 miles per hour and fly 55 miles per hour, so they're quick, so... Don't ever get in a foot race with one. No, they'll chase you <laughs> they, down. They'll chase you for real. The Males are uh, they? They're polygamous. Uh, they mate uh, with several hens. So, it, male is the, called a tom. Female is called a hen. Okay. So the males, the toms, they mate with uh, several hens during each mating season. Uh, to attract them, the the males display their full plumage. So they puff out their feathers, fanning out these like really colorful tail feathers um and they're pretty they're like they're based they're like jordan catalano you know <laughs> yes um as we uh, as we talked about in uh my soul called life <laughs> and this is called strutting okay <clears throat> so i mean we say when you strut your stuff you're out trying to you know show everyone what you got so that's what they do to attract the hen their habitat is uh, mainly open woodlands, grasslands, swamps, uh, and sometimes the Upper East Side of Milwaukee. Yes. Um, I do yeah. how, but you're absolutely correct. <laughs> living on dudes' porches and shit. <laughs> They're native to North America. They're prim- primarily found in Eastern and Central uh, United States, and they also are, are native to Northern Mexico. Uh, the turkey is one of two domesticated birds originating in from the New World, as they called it, and um, there are the turkey industry that we have right now employs about 20 to 20,000 people currently approximately so we we eat a lot of turkey during the holidays so approximately 46 million turkeys are consumed on Thanksgiving 22 million on Christmas and 19 million on Easter so an argument could be made that the turkey's worst enemy is Christianity Christianity. for sure yeah (laughs) holidays Jesus, love him some turkey. The populations of turkeys, uh, they, so around the 20th century, the populations were decreasing uh, yep. due to hunting and habitat loss. But as we'll talk about soon, 1940s, when the holiday of Thanksgiving on the, the, the date that we know was solidified, um, lo and behold, the turkey population started to increase and uh, right now, it went. It, this, and this is the wild turkey population we're talking about. It was around thirty thousand at one point, and it, it's to around about seven million um, at this point. Uh, there are tens of millions of more that are commercially farmed every year. Um, and so, Benjamin Franklin. Did
1: you have something you want to add? You just said something like 46 million turkeys were consumed on Thanksgiving? Roughly. I have, in yeah. fact, 45 million turkeys were consumed on Thanksgiving Day alone in 2015, with 85% of Americans partaking the meal. That's an estimated 276 million Americans dining on turkey. So yeah. spending expected uh, $1.5 billion on turkey. <laughs> yeah, to I mean, that's a good industry. segue
0: to Benjamin Franklin, because Americans love turkey, and so did uh, Ben Franklin. I mean, I don't know what his feelings were on eating turkey, but he apparently opined the choice of the bald eagle over the turkey as the national bird. So I didn't find any evidence that he was, like, actively campaigning like, for the bald eagle, but or for, for the, the turkey, turkey over the That's bald what, yeah, eagle, oh, yeah. but it, apparently, uh, he wrote a letter to his daughter, where he was basically just kind of, you know, lamenting lamenting, and he said in one part he goes for my own part I wish the bald eagle had not been chosen the representative of our country he is a bird of bad moral character he does not get his living honestly you may, you may have seen him perched on some dead tree near the river where too lazy to fish for himself he watches the labor of the fishing hawk and when that diligent bird has at length taken a fish and is bearing it to his nest for support of his mate and his young ones. The bald eagle pursues him and takes it from him. So I mean, he didn't. He, I mean, he thought the bald eagle was you know didn't think very highly of thief. the bald eagle. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: insane. So, that's pretty. Rude. That's, that's a
0: lot of thought given to the bald eagle. Yeah, TV. I mean, I guess you know, like we, we didn't have TV back then. I guess so not, they were yes. watch is. They're like, I'm gonna go see what these birds are doing.
1: Well, yeah, we're bird watching. That was probably something to do back then. Like, yeah, for I guess, sure. Yeah,
0: so. I like watching TV, but, and, uh, I'm glad I wasn't born back then. Uh, wild turkeys are rather intelligent um, as compared to the domestic birds, um, They, uh, but domestic ones are bred this way. So the moniker uh, turkey, like if I call someone a turkey, kind of like how we talked about clown, clowns, yep. that's applied to basically someone who's like a dullard or someone who's foolish, uh, foolhardy. That's associated with the domestic bird the or the commercialized turkey. Wild turkeys rather intelligent. They can recognize each other by voice. They have a, approximately twenty unique vocalizations. Um, the mothers raise the pults from a pult is a, a, a chick, a new a newly born um, turkey. Pretty, huh. uh, they raise them for about five months. They're fiercely protective of their um, of their chicks, and they are very curious and inquisitive, and they enjoy exploring and. If you ever run into a wild turkey, you know that for a fact. And they're, yes,
1: they are fast, as you mentioned.
0: And they're fast as hell, yes. So, so when we eat turkey, everyone talks about the tryptophan, right? That's
1: the tryptophan. myth, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so it does have tryptophan in it. It's an amino acid that the body uses to make serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that, the brain, that helps the brain regulate sleep. But this is found. It's also it's found in a lot of food. Like it's found in cheese, right? Yeah. So you don't like yeah, a ton of when, you eat, when you eat a piece, a couple pieces of cheese. You're not like, oh damn, I need me a nap. <laughs> I'm so tired. This cheese is wearing me out. <laughs> so I mean, if you eat a lot of it, yeah. But the most common reason why you feel tired after eating at, on Thanksgiving is
1: because you've eaten so much.
0: Yeah, and usually when you eat turkey, you eat like potatoes and like gravy. Chlorine. Regardless if it's Thanksgiving Green or not, beans, you're yeah, eating a yeah. whole bunch of other carb-based food. That's very so, true. So like. Re- like tryptophan or not, if you eat enough to where you need to remove your pants or unbuckle them, like a nap is, tired, yes. nap is exactly. coming. That's like, why you're tired. Exactly, you're, not, to the you're not getting away from it. Like, exactly, that's tryptophan or not. So Thanksgiving, we can go over the history of Thanksgiving a little bit. So that, that's, inevitably, that's, that's,
1: when we talk about turkeys, turkey, as you said, you you, you mentioned because we're talking about turkey, we we had to talk about Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're so tied together right now.
1: It's so uniquely American. Like that, yeah. when you're talking about how the, the the wild turkey is domestic or native to the United States. Specifically, in the Northeast—that's where, like, they were abundant, especially yeah. in colonial slash pre-colonial times. You know what I mean, sure. like. And as a result, and as a result of that, and other myth passing along throughout time, the turkey has become the the, the meal associated with Thanksgiving. So inevitably, we must talk about Thanksgiving if we're going to talk about the turkey.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, harvest festivals, which is basically what Thanksgiving started out as. Right. Religious, spiritual, and religious. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah they, 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 they go back, they span cultures and time. Uh, ancient Egyptians, Greeks, and Romans, uh, they feasted and paid tribute to their gods during fall harvest. There's a uh, resemblance to the Jewish harvest holiday of Sukkot. If I butchered that, I apologize.
1: Native Americans have always celebrated.
0: Yes, they have a rich history, uh, tradition of commemorating fall harvests uh, with feasts. Um, as, so, did Euro- as did
1: Europeans later on. We're talking about ancient. Yeah. We're talking about Yeah, European. yeah, we're talking. Yeah, everybody of, basically. As yeah, like you yeah. said, it's it's,
0: it's travels time and, yeah. very well. So, so the idea of having a feast to celebrate the fall harvest and give glory to to God is not. Something new prior to what we call the original Thanksgiving.
1: Agreed. In fact, even here in the United States, like it's always been kind of a religious observance. It's sure. Not anymore today, but definitely back then. And we have reports of Thanksgiving services routine in what became the Commonwealth of Virginia as early as 1607. Uh, you know, and in, in, they say in uh, Jamestown, also in Jamestown, they took place. They took they had a Thanksgiving celebration in 1610. So yeah, there was. And, as you mentioned earlier, there's also other people in the United States already that were celebrating Thanksgiving as religious observance, like Spanish folks were here in the 1500s yep. doing that as well. Yep. So, like, there's been a long history yeah. of, of this fall harvest celebration. Yeah,
0: it's been, yeah, wor- a worldwide f- phenomenon before it, we turned it into the holiday that we know it right now. And
1: so, essentially, due to several, basically, we could argue, like, literary things, that, that, that passed on what I'm looking for, like, like myths, like, passed on traditions, oral traditions. Thanksgiving is now, we have a vision of what Thanksgiving was. Uh, the first Thanksgiving occurred in 1621 with the pilgrims and the Indians. Like, that's what we've been taught. Yeah. And we learn in this study that there's other reasons that we believe this, but we'll get on to those, of course. Yeah. But the research here is that we have several... You could say diaries, journals by two main figures. One is Winslow, and one is Bradford. Right? Bradford was a governor, and Winslow was a was just a a pilgrim that was living in this era. Yeah. And so, we know that this Bradford was a governor of the of the Plymouth Plymouth Colony or Plymouth. Yeah. I'm sorry, whatever yeah. Plymouth. Yeah. And he Plymouth, organized. Plymouth, yeah. He organized the the first Thanksgiving meal, the first Thanksgiving, and the second one in 1621 and in 1623. Yeah, we know what they ate because of. Winslow's journals, like they talked about what was in the in the Thanksgiving holiday, we know that turkey was probably there, but it wasn't the centerpiece. We know that turkey yeah. was there because they talk about hunting wild fowl, and yeah. we know that turkey is well, they abundant in yeah, the northeast. In the, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: they were in. Uh, I believe the colony was in Massachusetts. So, so
1: exactly, yeah. and so the way it plays out is that there is a Native American by the name of Squanto. He was uh, kidnapped. By the British, by the British pirates. I'm not sure who, and enslaved and taken to Britain. He comes back and is with the Og people. If I butcher that name, I do apologize. And he essentially serves as a translator to the people in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, have a pretty good relationship after this first Thanksgiving. But essentially, they get along. He teaches them how to. He teaches them how to farm things of that nature, yeah. and teaches them how to hunt food here in the in the new world. As he recognized that they do not have enough supplies.
0: Yeah, and that's like uh, through his teaching. That's where they learned how to grow corn, and that's where after that that first successful corn harvest. That's where the nineteen sixty or the, I'm sorry, the sixteen twenty one Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving occurs. occurs.
1: And we know that though there was turkey, there was probably more seafood. If there's in terms of meat, like yeah, I mean, they, they were said.
0: right on the ocean, right? Yes. One article said eel and or
1: lobster, as lobster. long as what I heard. Yeah, e- you know, and,
0: and lobster. A real, real quick tidbit about lobster lobster were so ubiquitous, you know even like this is the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s. Uh, at one point, there were prisoners in the in the northeast that petitioned to or I think they brought up a lawsuit so that they didn't have to eat lobster. More than like three times a week because it was inhumane. Can you imagine? I mean, they, it was they basically it was like the rat of the ocean. But mom was so, loves and now, Yeah, now That's it's so great, great. <laughs> and you just dip it in butter. It's and fantastic. Was, yeah. Apparently, they didn't have enough butter to go around for all the prisoners. Anyhow, um, sidebar. So back to Thanksgiving. So, so we know like
1: that uh, that what we've been taught as, as how it played out wasn't exactly the way it played out but you know yeah. there are some aspects that are that are true based on these two journals yeah and there the was letter. a
0: logical reason to eat turkey like we were talking like chicken and, and cows were just were too valuable for other reasons for their eggs and their milk and their milk exactly so, and so turkey, turkey does become you, the main thing the turkey expendable exactly
1: so. and so what we learned of course is that Thanksgiving continues to take place in in New England for hundreds of years essentially right and like we, there's no official yeah. holiday, there's no official date, yeah, but we, it's, it's celebrated on different days in different places. It's basically,
0: it's basically done in, in the fall. Exactly. Right? You know? I think you mentioned
1: that there were parts of the country, like in the South, that didn't have any idea or dealt with Thanksgiving at all.
0: Yeah, so, what, so 1789, uh, November, uh, November 26th, George Washington issued the first known proclamation declaring a nationwide Thanksgiving on November 26th, 1789. I mean, there were Southern colonies, but there wasn't like the South. Right, right. You know? 1817 New York became the first state to adopt uh, an annual Thanksgiving holiday several other states followed suit uh, afterwards and around that time it wasn't really well known in the um, developing south because i mean it was it was basically a northeastern holiday exactly, holiday, and, I exactly. Mean, that, where it originally started so and that was basically until Sarah Joseph, Josepha Hale had Hit the scene. Uh, Peter, she's a fascinating individual. Fascinating, fascinating lady. I, I, I didn't know yeah, this, this I great. didn't even know I didn't know she existed until we started doing research for this. this is why I love this project, because you yeah, learn about new people. Yeah, this, this she's, is fantastic. She her her uh, her nickname is the godmother of Thanksgiving. So I have it I have it
1: here, American writer born in the seventeen hundreds.
0: Yeah. She's credited as the driving force making turkey the centerpiece of things. So the main one of the main reasons we eat turkey for Thanksgiving is because, because of her. Because of Sarah. Exactly. So uh a quick backstory on her: She was born in 1788 in New Hampshire. She was self-taught, so her brother, who was allowed to go to, go to college, give her his textbooks, and she would study. She was a voracious reader, but all the books she read were written by men. So she wanted to change that, and she was inspired to, as she at, quote, promote the reputation of my own sex. So she was not a feminist by today's standards, but she was very concerned with women having a voice. So she was she was she also her and her husband had literary aspirations. They would study together, but unfortunately, in 1822, he died of a stroke, mm. uh, leaving her to support five children, and uh, she did it with her writing, which is phenomenal. Like at the time, phenomenal. yeah, like I, it's, I got, it's phenomenal now, but even then, I'm married right? and I have three kids, and I, I can't t- find time to do writing to write <laughs> much. Having five kids and
1: by yourself, yeah. yeah. So.
0: Yeah, she pu- in in her time. She's published uh, a novel and two books of poetry. She uh,
1: she gains notoriety by having been the author of "Mary Had a Little Lamb."
0: Yeah, and I can't help but think, <laughs> what do you that, think? I mean, she wrote "Mary Had a Little Lamb," so it's probably why we don't eat euros on Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> right, right. Like if she have, wrote "Mary Had a Tiny, tiny Turkey." turkey. It be... We would be, we would be, we would be chewing down some delicious freaking euros <laughs> on Thanksgiving, like to, the cucumber sauce just dripping down your mouth.
1: There are, of course, other ways to eat lamb, like rack of lamb, which no, no, many no. people do.
0: I, I need to eat it. As my mom said, a gyro.
1: <laughs> Fair <That's> enough. A- <laughs> so she is, she's awesome, right? Maryland Mary Little yeah, Lamb is pretty phenomenal. Good, just to start like, off, right here. Like, so that's
0: pretty good. Some other awesome things about her she became the editor of, of, uh, of Ladies Magazine in Boston in 1828. It was the first magazine edited by a woman for women. So she was like groundbreaking, and eighteen thirty seven, um, this magazine morphs into. I call it Goldie's Lady Book. That's uh, we're gonna go with that, and under her leadership, the magazine became one of the most popular magazines of its time, and she t- in turn became the most inf- one of the most influential voices in America.
1: And this um, is important in the case of Thanksgiving because she really pushes Thanksgiving. Yeah, in the magazine. I mean, this is a huge deal. Like turkey, pushes yeah. everything about how Thanksgiving is extremely so, important.
0: She was born in New Hampshire, so obviously she had been around the ho- like. They had the holiday yep. a lot. I mean, I didn't see, I didn't find anything like if there was like some kind of like like childhood like event that made her like love Thanksgiving. Other than she just she, she just loved, loved she loved fall, exactly. she loved Thanksgiving, and she she was a very very good writer, so.
1: And so she did a good job of of, of uh, pop, uh, making the feast popular and talking about how fantastic yeah, it was. She
0: used she used her clout through the magazine. She wrote a uh, novel called Northwood, in which uh,
1: she devoted yeah. an entire chapter to the fall holiday.
0: Yeah, and basically, like, the, and and the turkey was the um, centerpiece. Yes,
1: exactly. And she, that, what I have here, Hale describes as Thanksgiving. Hale describes a Thanksgiving feast where the roast turkey is the bell of the ball, with savory stuffing and gravy.
0: Mm. Yeah, and in in in, in her uh, through editing the magazine, she she would also publish like uh, recipes for turkey for like pumpkin pie, which wasn't really associated with Thanksgiving at that point and a couple other things that we that we now associate with it. So like when you eat your Thanksgiving meal, like, you're basically like eating like the template that she laid she, down in, in the 1830s and 40s.
1: And then she and she continues using her clout as the editor and as a writer to write letters and to campaign to senators and various presidents. To yeah. push for Thanksgiving to be a national holiday, so she, she does this for thirty yeah, six so years. She's not
0: only pushing it through her writing, like as a private citizen, right? She's she's also like like petitioning governors, senators, presidents. Thirty six years. Wrote, I read a letter that. that she wrote directly to Abraham Lincoln. It was it was amazing. She she basically just says uh, she's writing the letter and and it, it she basically point blank tells him. You know, I think you should declare this a national holiday.
1: And in the middle of the Civil War, during the darkest time in the, his, the country's history, Abraham Lincoln heeds her call and essentially has a proclamation on, in November of 1863 calling for Thanksgiving to be a national holiday.
0: Yeah, yep. So he, he was, uh, that. I mean, it was done in by Washington in 1789. The, the proclamation that Lincoln laid out in 1863 called for it to be the, the last Friday... That's what right, I meant. Okay, thank so, you. I mean, sorry, the last Thursday, Thursday. in November. <clears throat> so that's basically the standard bearer for when the holiday... He, 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 he put out another proclamation in 1964... 1864. Based, sorry, 1864. My notes yeah. are uh, a little messed up here. So 1864, put out the same proclamation, and yeah, so it, it basically... Since that proclamation, it's we it's been pretty much celebrated the end of November, the, yep. the last Thursday. And in 1871, this wasn't good enough for her. she 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 went as far as she was trying to get the Congress by an act of Congress to dub the Thanksgiving a national holiday. Yep. Which unfortunately, she passed away before that actually happened. But it does happen. It does because, happen because yep. of her work. And so, as I yep. said,
1: I, we mentioned literary yep. things that occur. So the two journals by the by the people in the 1600s. This work by by I'm sorry, Miss Hale. And then I mentioned this earlier, and I think it's important because you mentioned of how turkey is consumed throughout all of holidays. Uh, Charles Dickens' publication of A Christmas Carol in 1843 is also led to is also considered a reason that turkey is consumed so often on holidays. And I think it also plays a role. Not so, I understand it's a Christmas story, but I think that it played yeah. a role as to it being a special thing also as a turkey.
0: Yeah, I mean, like as we as I mentioned that Christianity is like. Like the, the biggest enemy for the turkey. Like, yeah, so they, it's on Christmas, and he, he kind of normalized that. She's normalizing it for Thanksgiving. So it's all kind of getting tied together where turkey, Christianity, Thanksgiving, it's all being,
1: you know. And we mentioned this without mentioning it, mentioning it, say, like with lamb or regular of lamb or euros. The reason that turkey also works so well for Thanksgiving is that because, as you mentioned earlier, say, not just chickens lay eggs and cows give you milk, turkeys were big enough. To feed, feed large yep. families. Yeah. So, so like, people coming home over. can yeah. eat. It yeah. still works that way. essentially. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't know. Like, we've, we've cooked... uh at, When I was a kid, my dad would, like, uh, cook turkeys or chickens for everyone. On Thanksgiving? No, no, well, Thanksgiving. I was gonna say. But, like, <laughs> we would have a family gathering and they would, they would roast chickens in the yard. And, I mean, there was probably, like, ten of them on a spit to feed everyone okay. it, where you, where you could have... And one like big turkey, two or, or three two turkeys. turkeys yeah, know? absolutely. So yeah, yeah, it was it was more of a like a big family meal. So, real quick about uh, how the holiday came to solidify in so 1939, there were so this is kind of kind of funny. So 1930, 1939, there were there were five Thursdays in 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 November. November. Okay. So the retail industry wanted FDR Franklin Del. Eleanor Roosevelt to move Thanksgiving back a week so they could elongate because like it was like that that, that Thursday um, was the last day of the month of mm. November so they wanted a longer shopping period. I see. So it, as far back as nineteen thirty three, the mm. the shopping like Thanksgiving is basically the the starting pistol for Christmas the holiday shopping, shopping period. Yeah. Makes sense. And and I not know It may like, go back further. Impressive. I don't know. We I didn't look into that much, but I. For at least 1933, goes back. He didn't do it, right? Right. So it happens again because he was president forever. So it happens again in 1939. Okay. So this time he does, he does move it, it back. First. So he moves it back to from the fifth Friday, the fifth Thursday, to the fourth Thursday. Apparently, people did not like this at all, right? For some reason, they didn't like it. Uh, it was not popular. Uh, uh, the people were calling it Franksgiving. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> And just just for the general knowledge, uh, that's a what's called a, a portmanteau, uh, which is the combination of two words. It's not a pun. We we're, we're talking about puns, and uh, I was looking some up, and a real stupid one I found is R.I.P. Boiled Water. You will be missed. Get it? Very missed. Good. I like missed. that. So that's a pun. Portmanteau is when you combine two words, like bromance, Franksgiving, so that just shows that people were snarky even back then. You know, you didn't, you didn't need Twitter or Facebook to be passive aggressive. And so, so. as this is
1: going on in the 1930s uh, the National Football League begins to play games on Thanksgiving. Uh, the, the Detroit Lions have posted every game from Thanksgiving from 1934 to 1938 and then again from 1945 on. And yeah. in 1966 the Cowboys also decided to host games on Thanksgiving. And then in 2012 NBC started playing a third game on Thanksgiving. So Thanks, so football becomes a part of the Thanksgiving yeah, tradition I, I, the, during was, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt type I 50 was area. So,
0: I was so tied up in turkeys. I, didn't even, I totally forgot Yeah, that football is basically a tradition. So when Thanksgiving gets solidified on the fourth Thursday as we know it.
1: This is in 1941, correct? Yep, yep. December
0: 26, 1941, FDR signed a joint resolution with Congress fixing the Thanksgiving date. So Congress passed it. They originally passed it as the last Thursday in November, but but the Senate made an amendment and it was moved to the fourth Thursday to, to account for in case there's another five Thursday debacle that FDR stepped into. So they wanted to avoid that. So they, they set it fourth Thursday. Typically, it's the last Thursday. Every now and then it's the second to last Thursday. The way, the
1: way I read it, just to, just to add on to your point. Since being fixed on the 4th Thursday of November by law in 1941, the holiday in the United States can occur on any date from November 22 to November uh, to November 28. When it falls on November 22 or 23, it is not the last Thursday, but the penultimate Thursday in November.
0: And that would be this year. No. It's 23rd this year, I believe. So now, uh, think fast forward to 2017. Sorry. We have uh, Thanksgiving parades, we have Black Friday, now it's th- like, thir- it bleeds into Thursday now. Well, like, let's hit oh, the rewind button real
1: quick. Right. In 1947, uh, the National yeah. Turkey Federation presents turkeys to be pardoned by the president, which is now a tradition as well. I'm sorry, now, yeah. back to the fast forward button.
0: Um, yep, so 2017, Thanksgiving parades, we see them on TV all the time. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't even mention that. It's yeah. been going on forever too, it's a huge, yeah. it's
1: a huge uh, thing, uh, Macy's. So
0: we got what used to be Black Friday, now it's Thursday, so like... Thursday night, yeah, essentially. We'll it's go out shopping. After I mean, eating, basically. It starts at five. It's like insane. You like, barely get your meal down. Football's not even over. Yeah, you don't even get a chance to take a proper Thanksgiving nap or, like in my case, pass out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, a, a Thanksgiving <laughs> unconsciousness, I like to call it. Exactly. Because um, naps nap. typically last, what, 15, 20 <laughs> minutes? Half an hour. It's, no, this, is, <laughs> this is a full-blown. It'll take me a Thanksgiving <laughs> sleep. Exactly. We do it four hours. And then shopping buffoonery ensues at WalMarts and other places where people might get trampled. But you've seen on videos, yes, yeah, crazy. They need a <laughs> PlayStation three, Four, two inch TV yep. or something. I don't know. Um, so we've, 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 like we do with most everything, we've commercialized it. Yeah. So, speaking of commercialization, I'd like to get a little bit into um, domestic commercial turkeys modern practices with modern the turkeys practices of turkeys yeah well a little backstory on 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 turkeys so there used to be something called uh turkey trot so a little backstory on turkey slaughtering i guess we could say before we had refrigeration uh they used to do these things called turkey trots where they would take the turkeys from where they were being you know farmed and they pend yep. up and they would they would like it was like a like a cattle run, they would round they would them round up, them right? up and, yeah. and walk them through towns to the nearest butcher so they could be slaughtered yeah. and and Sold. and taken for for Thanksgiving. Um, so they they would they, this was called it was also called the Great Turkey Walk, um, commonly called uh, Turkey Trot. Uh, they could cover up to twenty miles a day, and they sometimes put booties on their feet to protect them. the bird The birds were were crowded together real tight, and if they got if the birds became frightened, they could uh, trample each other to death. And it was actually it was said to be worse than a cattle stampede. So, I guess if you were walking, if you walking by a group of turkeys, can be turkey mean. Turkey Trust me, yeah.
1: we'll get to that in a minute. We keep alluding to it. Believe us.
0: So, um, Arkansas, they have they still hold an annual turkey trout festival. But I mean, not to you know denigrate the good people of Arkansas, because I'm sure they don't all do this. But for some reason, they throw they throw turkeys out of planes and off buildings. And, like, I guess the defense is that turkeys can fly, but, so, they can fly, but turkeys only really fly from, they fly low from, like, treetop to treetop, because a wild turkey will roost in a Uh treetop. I don't know if you know much about aviation. I know very little. But but what I I do know is that that. when when a plane is in flight, it is typically above the the trees, trees, the tree line,
1: right? Yeah,
0: agreed. So, logically, throwing one out of a plane would probably endanger its life. So they've been known. Turkeys have been known been killed or maimed during this practice. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but like one years, probably, probably two too much. Probably should stop doing it. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's. I guess they're getting sued by. I don't know if it's PETA or some aviation organization. I don't know. It's a stupid practice. Hopefully they stop. So let's get into uh, commercial, commercially bred turkeys, right? Yep. Yep. So some of the bigger ones are um, Butterball. Genio. Yep. Genio, uh, Hormel, Cargill. So they're bred now to be so heavy and prominent in the breast that they can't properly mate with each other. So That's messed up. Yeah. So they basically, so depending on where you get your information from, and I guess it's all into like what adjectives you add to it, it can either be described as rather scientific or. Sexual abuse, like Montana says,
1: all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah,
0: so uh, Peter will tell you that they're being sexually abused. If you, I got some of my information from uh, University of Illinois website, and they basically said they're artificial insemination. So it depends on how you want to look at it. It's no. not
1: natural, what you're basically saying, at the end of the day. No,
0: they're too. The, the male turkeys are too big. They can't. Yep, they can't from what it. I read, they can't mount the hen. So it. We. That's where man comes in. Some, uh, and this, I, I'm not going to, I'll, disclaimer here, this doesn't happen on every commercial farm, right? But there is evidence that this does happen. On some commercial on farms. On some commercial farms. At least one. Yeah. So newborn turkeys, they're called poults, they have non-essential body parts removed. And this is because they have them packed in so tightly that that they they don't want them to poke each other or maim each other. So they'll cut off the, the the snood, which is the red fleshy part above the the um, the beak. They they cut off parts of the beak. Uh, um, toes are removed, um, and this is done to prevent them from damaging damaging themselves each injured. other or or the handlers.
1: Non essential body parts. That's messed so up. So
0: because of this, and they're not given any kind of like like. Um, pain relievers or anything the best that they're given and and it's not even just for this practice that they're given antibiotics because they're so crowded like disease is, is high rampant, oh. rampant. so yep. they give them antibiotics so if you ever hear people talking about antibiotics in your turkey that's because oh. commercially farmed that's what they do it makes sense and that would otherwise, so otherwise they, they would die from right? like all their hormones, like, all like all rampant stuff. disease yeah. so they they're they're they they're, they're pumping these guys full of uh Antibiotics, and in addition uh, oh, to a bunch of the antibiotics, uh, they can also be given. Uh, Rox, Roxars, I'm going to mess this up. Roxarsone. It's an arsenic-based animal drug used to enhance weight and fight parasites. So it's got a two-prong effect. It'll it'll keep them alive and, and it make bolts them, them up. Yeah. And it, but it, it's arsenic-based, so it's obviously not good for you. They, I mean, you would think? Sure you're, right. You, I mean, your kidneys can filter out a lot of things. But too much arsenic is not good for you, so they are when they're slaughtered. They're about the between the ages of six, four to six months. So I did a little math here, and it, wait, the turkeys that big
1: in four to six months?
0: Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's abnormal. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Damn. So in the in a wild in the wild, the turkey can live up to about four years. So I if if they're slaughtered at Four to six months, when their life expectancy is is roughly about four years, that's the equivalent of the life expectancy of a 76 year old being killed at nine and a half years old. So just to kind of put it in the perspective, that's kind of some context that we can understand. So, so the slaughtering of the bird, right? And we got to get into this because we're talking about whether or not you should eat. A turkey.
1: You already, so, about, you already talked about the removal of non-essential body parts. Yeah,
0: yeah, which is kind of, and like I <laughs> said, they don't, it, it's That's, not just turkeys that these are just done to. I'm, I, I've heard that have other animals. chickens too. Exactly. To, yep. and, I mean, <laughs> the the mass production of of turkeys is. I mean, it it, it can be. I don't know. It's a huge industry. Yeah. It's huge. So, so what slaughterhouses will do is the when so they, and especially during you know peak time, which right around now. Um, their slaughterhouses are slaughtering a lot of turkeys. So what they'll do is they will they will basically, the bird will be upside down and then they put them through some kind of like like uh, water that's with uh, electric uh, currents in it. So it stuns the bird so to, to the point of being unconscious. Then they slice the throat of the bird and this is done through an automatic blade. Some Indiana go,
1: Jones and The Last Crusade type of shit, where like yeah, he ducks so down and the blade they, comes through. Yeah, it's kind of like a gauntlet <laughs> oh that they go through. But they
0: don't have the ability because they're so damn big to, to do anything. But anyhow, and they're stunned. But what can ha- and then they, they slice the throat and then they put them in boiling water to basically help the removal of the feathers. Unfortunately, what can happen from time to time is if they're if they're moving through the line so quickly, they can either not get properly stunned, or the blade won't catch them, uh, and they're either. They're either awake, they're either conscious when they're when they're when their throat is cut and they bleed out, or their throat doesn't get cut. They're conscious and then they're boiled alive. Oh, I mean, so yeah. it can be a tough a tough road to hoe for a turkey when they're getting through the, uh, the slaughter line. But then you, I mean, you hear about organic, not organic farms, but like uh, humane, farms humane farms where, yeah, where yeah. turkeys are able to uh, live a better life. And and yeah, granted, I think the life quality i mean it's still pretty short but it's but better at the, at the end of the day you're still getting i mean i watched a video throat slit. yeah yeah getting your throat slit i mean it's not fun God, right like no, it sucks it's gotta got be terrible. like it, it typically results in death. death exactly so so i watched the video on what what was considered a humane farm and granted you know i watched it on a peta based kind of website but so they basically they put it. They they escorted the turkey out of the turkey roost or whatever they have them in, and they kind of walked him and they said that like oh the turkey doesn't know what's gonna happen he's calm, like yeah I mean I mean turkeys are they say they're intelligent but they're not like so intelligent that they can probably sense. no when they're about to get yeah yes so I kind of take that out of the equation you know and so they they put the turkey in a bag they sit on the turkey someone sits on the turkey. And it becomes really apparent why someone's sitting on the turkey after they they take the turkey's neck, and the turkey's conscious. Like they're not they don't sub, they don't like sedate them. sedate them or anything. And then someone slices the turkey's neck, turkey bleeds out, and the reason why someone's sitting on the turkey and the turkey's in a bag is because turkey is like mainly muscle, and the turkey just starts spasming. And I mean, it's obviously going through pain, right? Yeah. Like, bleeding out is not a yeah. fun thing yeah. to have happen to you. So. Yeah, the life the life is better for it, but the end result is still the same. The same They're yeah. getting their throat sliced, so, so so that we can eventually eat them. Yeah. So, speaking of the eating of turkey, there's there's health benefits to eating turkey, if you can get over the slaughtering and all that. The like I like I said I I myself there's a there's a cognitive dissidence in my head where you're on one hand you have the you know the sanctity of life and on the other hand you have Meat is delicious, yes. and turkey is it's delicious. delicious. Absolutely. So, you, you, I mean, you gotta decide which which one of those outweighs the other. And I mean, one of them is very, very selfish, and one of them's righteous. And depending on where, where you want to fall exactly. on that, on what day. Yep. So some people, you know, they can make a decision one way or the other. And guys like me kind of float in between forever. So, health benefits of turkey. It's really, I mean, it, it it's low in calories, um, low in fat. Um, high in protein, Mm -hmm. inexpensive source of iron, zinc, phosphorus, potassium, and B vitamins, which is all things a growing boy needs. (laughs) So before we uh, get to the inevitable conclusion, you got any uh, personal feelings on turkey? Or personal run-ins with turkey?
1: There's a couple. There's two things. I'd like to talk about turkey and food, and then actual turkeys. So one thing as an immigrant... That I find fascinating about this country, and I think it's one of the things that you know, when we fall and they talk about the United States thousands of years from now, I think they'll talk about the Constitution, I think they're gonna talk about our sports culture, and I think they're gonna end up talking about how America was like the country of foods. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the best part of this place is that wherever you are, you can find all kinds of foods from all over the world because there are so many people that come here. And like, I think that Thanksgiving is awesome because so many people pick up on the foods and bring their own things to them. Like, it's a unique holiday in that way. I guess the best quote that I have for it is something like this. In the early 20th century, things like turkey and cornbread and stuffing were something that was taught to to the new who were then immigrants as a way of Americanizing them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. And so, like, what I end up finding is, like, that's true. But then after you've been here for a while, you do your own shit as a, as a whatever Latin American cooking turkey or eating Thanksgiving, you know? Like, so, I spent Thanksgiving in El Salvador last year. My father yeah. made a real effort to make it like a Thanksgiving. Like, we, he invited all his friends, and we had a Thanksgiving dinner in the sense that there's, a, there's an El, El Salvadoran turkey sandwich that's kind of famous in the country. Yeah. Like, it's... I can't even really explain it. It's big slices of turkey with all kinds of stuff in it, you know what I mean? And it's a very, very good... Like... So, like, that's my point. This is how, in Central America, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Like, it's it's because there are so many people that come here and that leave, they take those traditions with them, I find it to be a really unique holiday. In yeah, I was way.
0: talking to a, uh, a friend of mine from China, and I asked her, what like, what's her centerpiece at Thanksgiving? Is, it, is she typically turkey? Um, she said, uh, I mean, she said she makes a turkey breast, but she also, the, the centerpiece is duck. duck.
1: See, and that's what I mean. Like, that, that's what America's ultimate awesome about, it. Like, you can take everything and make each holiday your own Yeah, when you come here. That, that, That's what's fantastic about it. One of the things I really like about it, besides the family stuff. Now, real turkeys. So, as Brian said, we talk about, he talked about the east side having turkeys. So we live in the river West. We're very close to the east side of Milwaukee. And Brian works in the east side of Milwaukee. So my brother was living back at home for a little while. And he was uh, either coming home very late or very, very early. And he said that he was driving home and he noticed this lady, like a small lady, petite woman, yeah. running away from an enormous oh, turkey. Man. Like a huge giant turkey. And bastards will chase you down. And this turkey was like just messing with her. He was, he was just kind of chasing her, not doing anything, right? Yeah. Like I then talked to him again later, or maybe one of our friends tells us about how he ran into this turkey chasing a pizza delivery dude. Yes. And like the difference is that a pizza delivery dude either fought back or did something, but the turkey here now got ultra aggressive and chased him down and really started messing with him. The guy had so, actually run away scared. I'm sure
0: they have this all over the place, but there's they, on the east side. There's a, they have five dollar hot and ready pizzas. Yep. And there's a lot of students over there <laughs> on the east side. So students are always walking out of that joint with five dollar hot mm-hmm. and ready pizza. And a lot of times they're walking down and they're eating it while they're walking, right? So this turkey starts chasing this kid down and like i mentioned like turkeys can run up to 25 miles an hour and if you're holding a pizza and probably like if you eat $5 hot and ready pizzas on a regular basis you're probably not in the greatest of shape <laughs> so apparently this kid was screaming for his life, life and his turkey was going for and his for turkey him. was going at him yep and, and they've i think they've i haven't seen turkeys lately much but like so when i where i work it's a weird situation I work at a university, so I park far off a of campus and then I walk on my where I walk there was tons of turkey a lot of turkeys like and they don't they don't just hang out by themselves they they There's move. a bunch of it's like a gang right yeah. Like a gang. yeah up to no fuck, up to no sorry up to no good so there was this abandoned house, not abandoned but it, uh, I think the people moved and they were trying to sell it, but they weren't in it and they were constantly just chilling on the stoop, mean mugging. <laughs> Like I had to walk by them every morning, and I could feel them they staring were, at me. They were
1: protecting their neighborhood, yeah. That's awesome. And when
0: they weren't, when they weren't in like hanging out on this dude's porch, mean mugging on folks, particularly me, they were roosting up in trees. And then they, I mean, turkeys shit a lot. Oh god, <laughs> be so I had actually because the, the house that they were chilling in that was like I would I would park on that side of the street, so I started going walking to the other side of the street because. I was either going to get shit on or step in it or possibly get chased by one of these turkeys trying to like, you know, like get me off their turf. And one time I was walking and they're all like chilling on this car, like a group, like a gang of them, like, like, like juvenile delinquents, just like leaning on some dude's hood. I was like, man, I went, I went, I went around to another block. (laughs) I went a block out of my way to get away from these turkeys. <laughs> I see them them. Shoo- oh, my sh- Lord. They would like, People would shoo them off their lawns, and, and they're up to no good Well, I found one that... Delinquents.
1: I don't know if it was necessarily up to no good, but she was taking care of her eggs. So, well, yeah, So yeah. here in the Midwest... I'm I thinking know, these, were, these were Tom's... But let me tell you, in the same area. So here in the Midwest, I don't know what stuff's like in other parts of the country. We have basements. I'm not sure if they have basements anywhere else. So as a result of having basements... We have windows at our ground level. and We have what are called window wells. Window well, yeah. And so, like, my my brother and my stepfather would catch this turkey, this big-ass turkey, like, lurking in the shadows, like, right at my stepfather's house. Like, constantly. And, like, we end up finding out that the turkey was hatching its eggs, roosting in a window well. So, like, my stepfather would, like, leave it a bowl of water or something like that, like, like, to be nice. But, like... That's where it was hanging out, in my neighbor's window. Right,
0: future... Turkey exactly. Little delinquent turkey street gang. So, yeah, so, I mean, I've had some run-ins with turkeys.
1: So, apparently, there's, like, a sanctuary, like, a wood sanctuary, a wood lawn sanctuary in the east side of Milwaukee, yeah. and apparently you can't do anything about these turkeys. Like, you can't shoot them, you can't... No. You have to let them live. Like, yeah. you have to let them just... Take over. I no, I've I've never had that. the urge to hurt one. Of, of course them. not, but I'm them. just saying, like you know, if you want to get rid of them, you really can't. Like yeah. there's no way to do it. Like, they're get,
0: protected. I just want to get out of their path of destruction, right? And, and understood. And feces. <laughs> so
1: and so after uh, and so like I said, back to our, our our thesis, right? The thesis here is that turkey should not be eaten during Thanksgiving.
0: Well, well basically, do you need to eat turkey on Thanksgiving? Right. That was that, and the perception is yes, right. I mean, that's that's the general that perception it, right yes. now that turkey and Thanksgiving are inexplicably tied yeah, together. Yes. And I mean, as we oh, as we talked, yeah. I mean, going back as far as 1830, at least. I mean, and probably even further, turkey turkey For has sure. been a centerpiece of the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving meal. And I mean, that's not to say that if you don't have turkey, you're doing Thanksgiving wrong, but like, turkey is. So the analogy that I use is whatever. What 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 Santa Claus is the Christmas turkey is the Thanksgiving, right? right? Like, and it, but we've t- and, and what we've done with Christmas in the commercialization of it, you know, we've kind of you know made it what, the word is what is, is uh, non secular. Okay, yeah. Same the with word, Thanksgiving. It's Santa Claus. Right. It, it's all about Santa Claus and, and gift giving and, and buying presents and stuff like that. And and, tur- and Thanksgiving is all about like eating a turkey, right? Well, like well, like,
1: no, well, family gathering. Family it's, gathering, it's a, yeah, yeah. But it it's like all the religious connotations gone. have kind of yes, been, been moved out of it, and you know, everyone gets
0: together to eat a turkey. Yep. I mean, same. We do pretty much the same thing on Christmas too, but like when you look at it, like it, the it and it's been commercialized just like Christmas has. Where but it's basically the the lead up to Christmas where, exactly. like you go, you eat your Thanksgiving meal, and then you go and you spend an absurd amount of money on you know things you probably don't need Yeah. so and I mean I don't know, I don't know where you come down it's a tough one for me like I said like I didn't I mean I knew about the like the mistreatment of animals and commercial farms I mean like I said we're not saying it happens everywhere right but I know more about it now than I did going into it exactly so it's kind of hard to, to look at a turkey and say hey can't wait! That's the one. Can't wait to see That's you on live play. Yes, yeah, exactly. Let me get that one. <laughs> that one with the big breasts. <laughs> so, like, you know, and we're not gonna. So, and then, so you have that argument, right? The, uh, the, the cognitive dissonance, as I mentioned. I'm not gonna go raise a turkey and slaughter it myself, right? right. Like, I'm not. I'm not. You know, gonna go hunt. A turkey and you like you said I can't shoot one of one of the mm-hmm. the delinquent the juvenile delinquents that are hanging out on the on the east side Inside, anyhow yeah. so like where would I where would I get a turkey other than get one from a commercial farm so if I want to eat a turkey I have to get over my
1: qualms if you will yeah yeah so
0: but I mean and it's almost uh, seems and then it seems sacrilegious not to eat a turkey on Thanksgiving right
1: it just I wouldn't go that but I know what you're saying I I know what you're saying. So, so where are you coming down I guess is what I'm asking
0: So I mean that being said I mean it's not it's not intrinsic to Thanksgiving but it's almost more to me it almost seems like it's more of a mascot now at this point than like I think you can have Thanksgiving and you can put up all your your turkey decorations right? And you don't have to eat a turkey, and you can still be doing Thanksgiving Absolutely. right, yep. right? I mean, I totally it's, like it's it's it is it's the San, it's Santa Claus, it's it's the visual representation of the holiday, the turkey. Yep. Whether or not you eat a turkey, I don't think matters. So I don't think you need to eat a turkey on Thanksgiving to to do Thanksgiving right. So I'm I'm saying you do not have to eat a so turkey. You, so you on will Thanksgiving. give
1: turkeys an alternative history. In I'm same.
0: giving turkeys an alternative Very history. Good. I, I am. I'm. I'm not. I mean, I don't cook Thanksgiving dinner. If I did, I would. I would pardon the turkey.
1: Right. Well, I mean, as we said, they are inexorably linked. Like, like turkey was not essentially turkey may not even be part of the original meal. Yeah. and Now, ninety percent of us consume it every year on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So like, and
0: and and when I said it's not intrinsic to Thanksgiving, I'm talking about like the historical Thanksgiving that we talked about earlier, where it was a worldwide right. phenomenon. But. The thing about Thanksgiving, the way we though, no, it now I mean, though, yeah, agree.
1: No, it's not even the thing is like the when you say those fall harvests compared to Thanksgiving, I agree with you, but I think that Thanksgiving is such a uniquely American
0: holiday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the way the way we celebrate it now,
1: yeah, and and with turkeys being such a uniquely North American bird, like I have problems separating them from the holiday, and like I want to because going into this. I'm glad that you brought up all the information you did about the inhumane treatment because I have both vegan and vegetarian family members and friends who like don't necessarily like Thanksgiving, but they like the hanging out with the people. But it's not like a holiday that they sure. really invest themselves in. And so I'm essentially not going to give them the alternative history. I'm going to say that turkey should stay because I love turkey. But I would advise to people after what we learned today again and after talking to my vegetarian and vegan friends I say, you know, why not? Once the next two or three years, with all the food that you eat on Thanksgiving, maybe pass on the turkey and just eat all the sides. And I think you'll be fine, and you won't have to feel so bad about killing turkeys. And you can still eat turkeys the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, definitely. you know,
1: like so. I think, like, I'm glad that we really did this one. I know this was a little different than what we normally do, but I, I was interested in finding out some of the information that we learned today. It was a pretty. Yeah, good it was. Topic, uh, for it sure. was
0: eye opening. And um, I mean, this finding out all this stuff, oh, and uh, tied with the fact that I that. Nasty turkey that I ate the other day is—that's probably right. Just, you probably just cooked that shit wrong. Nah, too. I don't know, man. Whatever I did, I didn't. It, 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 I didn't like it. So you got and messed up. What happened to the boys? They're fine. So that's they, just probably you. Wait, like, no, that's because I eat like a pig, right? Like I can't. Like so, <laughs> I had I, I had three brothers and they were all bigger than me, so. It was a race to eat. So you so still I eat, eat that way. You, yeah. have, you haven't broken like, that it might, like, like it might be gone. Like like there's no such. I don't know what a left what leftovers means. It's awesome. So I eat food quickly, and the boys took like two or three bites. the 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 crazy thing was, and when I took the the burgers or the we, we turned it into sloppy Joe, and when I took it away from them. Like, for the first time ever taking away food from Benson, he's like, I want to eat that. It was good. Like, he hates everything. Like, he never wants to eat. That's he's constantly fantastic. taking a dump oh, and like, man. he's excusing himself to take a dump during dinner so he doesn't have to eat. That's outrageous. Yeah, so anyhow. So, I mean, that, you know, with I, I, I'm i thinking next Thanksgiving I'm going to try duck.
1: That's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Tell him how to get a hold of us.
0: Uh, we are at uh, Alternative History podcast at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook at alternative history and on Twitter at alt history PC.
1: Please retweet if you see us. Yep. Also we're on Google, we're on iTunes. Please and subscribe. Play, iTunes, yep. Please subscribe and please uh please comment and comment, please rate. Yeah. We yeah, really we appreciate still- it. It would really help us out if you could do that for us. We really we do we really would help us out an awful lot. And before we finish, I know this gonna sound corny I joke about like the dozens of listeners. All across our platforms, we are now at like dozens and dozens of listeners. I just want to say thank you guys all yeah, the time for listening thanks to a us. Lot. Because definitely. like definitely we know that you could watch movies, watch TV, you guys could be listening to music, y'all could be reading books on your tablets, y'all could be reading stuff in real life like books and magazines. We just appreciate you guys listening to us. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thanks a lot, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.